International Guitar Month. And so we're celebrating every Wednesday here on Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017. The team, Allison Chain's helping us come back in this time. United does have its home opener on Saturday against San Diego Loyal. Coverage at 6 o'clock here on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, but you can win your way in with a pair of tickets to the home opener to kick off Season 5 for New Mexico United. All you got to do, check out our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at 1017theteam. All the information is there for how to register to get yourself a pair of tickets, get yourself at the lab Saturday night for what should be quite the party, a long-awaited home opener if United playing all these games on the road. They did have the Open Cup game here in town, but starting out the USL Championship schedule on the road, coming back to town Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Again, our coverage, if you can't make it, we got you covered still here. Our coverage at 6 here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. But I tease before the break, if the math doesn't add up, just change the math. This is sports. This is not school. We get to We get to... We get to bend the rules around here a little bit. If it doesn't work out in your favor, make it work in your favor. Of all these series that are that are set for the, the first round of the Eastern and Western Conference quarterfinals in the NBA, uh, some of the matchups are already set. Three, uh, three versus six and four versus five are already set. Those are going to start this weekend. You got... Uh, we got Philly and Brooklyn already set to go. Atlanta and Boston. Cleveland and the Knicks. Sacramento and Golden State. And Phoenix and the Clippers. That's the 4-5 in the West. Phoenix is the 4 seed. Clippers are the 5. So the Suns will have home court advantage. The Valley is going to be back and burning. And and, hof- and I mean, hopefully Suns fans are still as engaged as they've been the last couple of years. Now, you know, again, if you missed it earlier... Did mention this in top five a story coming out today from the from front office sports about uh, Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Suns, who just bought the team from Robert Sarver a couple months ago. Robert Sarver sells the team after all these allegations being thrown out against him. Matt Ishbia buys the team, and now front office sports putting out a piece today that a lot of those same allegations that forced Robert Sarver out of Phoenix are now being pointed towards uh, Matt Ishbia at his company, United Wholesale Mortgage. That's where he made his his money to be able to buy the, the Phoenix Suns. And a lot of those same allegations being thrown out against him. And not to... Wait, this is not to make that a sports story. This is not to turn... Uh, uh, an article about allegations into a sports story by any means, but as we're talking about what is to come and, and what we're seeing play out on the floor, I mean, it really did seem like this th- This was weighing pretty heavily on the Suns last year as they are going through the playoffs. The first-round series with the Pelicans was probably a little bit more difficult than it should have been. They get a 2-0 lead on the Mavericks in the second round and end up losing Game 7 at home. You have the the comments after Game 7 from Monty Williams, the head coach of the Suns, where DeAndre Ayton only plays a few minutes in that game. And you have the, the comments uh, 
from Monty Williams that you know it's internal and we have no idea what that means or, or what's going on. Now as part of the trade with Kevin Durant, you know, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder wanted out of there and he got his wish. Got traded to the Knicks or to the Nets and then flipped to Milwaukee. But it really did seem like everything that was going on with this team, and it's and it's hard not to. I mean, this is this is your workplace. Like we, we always uh, we we see this as we see this as a sports team, but it is still a place where you know guys get up in the morning, get in the car, and and drive to work just like you and I do. Now they do different things when they get there than you and I. But it is still your workplace that's constantly in the news, that's constantly having these allegations thrown out against it, that's you know, that's constantly getting all this negative attention. Of course it's gonna weigh on you. And I, I, nobody nobody with the Suns has ever come out to admit that. That that's that's me talking. This is not anybody reporting anything. But we can still put two and two together in seeing how a team looks when they're on the floor. I mean, you, you especially this time of year when it gets to the playoffs, you can tell. Pretty clearly, you can tell when a team is locked in and when they're not. And it never really felt like the the Suns were were all that locked in. I mean, they were a better team than the Pelicans and in theory they were a better team than the Mavericks. But that just never never came to fruition. They never really seemed like they got settled into the playoffs, and especially for it to end with the its internal comments with Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton. It seemed like something was just was off there in Phoenix. Now, as it relates to the basketball side of this, one of the downfalls for the Suns in that series with the Mavericks, and and was something that we saw a lot of this year with with the Lobos that. Just didn't work out in their in their favor. Where threes versus twos, when that when one team's shooting threes and you're more predicated on shooting twos, that math gets a little bit tricky. And the Mavericks, I, I, I went back and looked at this. The Mavericks scored ninety more points on threes than the Suns over the course of that series. And you're going now against another team that especially without Paul George, is going to be really reliant on those threes. Paul George is still, we have no idea when exactly he's going to come back. He's been out for about the last, I don't know, it probably hasn't even been a month yet with a, with a knee injury that he suffered uh, at home against, uh, at, in a late regular season home game against against the, the Thunder. So we have no idea when he's going to come back, and so there's going to be more balls going towards Zubats, towards Terrence Mann, towards Bones Highland, and when those guys get hot, you can start to change the math in the same way that that the Mavericks did. Now, I mean, obviously the biggest difference for the Suns is Kevin Durant, who, for my money, is the most important player in that series. Certainly for the Suns, and, and there is a case to be made for the whole series overall between both sides, between the Suns and the Clippers. Kevin Durant is the biggest difference from last year's playoff run, and Suns uh, Suns fans are doing everything they can to knock on wood or or whatever it is that you like to do as a a superstitious fan to make sure that he stays as healthy as possible because that is going to dictate whether or not the Suns have a legitimate chance to make another title run and go through the West. But last time around, it was a it was a much more favorable first round series that played out a little bit more difficult than it should have. And this time around, 
It's not by by no means at all. Is it a favorable first round matchup? If anything, this is not the first round matchup that you would want at all. You don't have you. It, it, it's a different situation because they were the one seed for, uh, then and now they're the four seed. So, I mean, you're playing a better team in the first round. But we we just got done doing this in the NCAA tournament where you would, you'd hear the phrase bad matchup a lot. You know, this team's a bad matchup for this team and that's why they lost. This is a bad matchup for the Suns. I mean, they, they, they still... They're still to the point where where they'll control the outcome and, and decide how the series goes, and that goes you know good or bad. With you know if, if Kevin Durant takes over and you can recreate what this team has been offensively for a couple of years now and just include Kevin Durant in there. Don't uh, you don't have you don't have Mikael Bridges you don't have Cam Johnson so the depth is not there. You're going to be more reliant on your starting five. But if Kevin if Kevin Durant can create enough space for Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton to do what they do, then they should be fine. But on nights when the Clippers are hot from three, this series is going to get a lot more interesting than you'd like a first round series to do when when you're the when you're the the home side in this one as as the four seed Phoenix Suns. But we still have a handful more basketball games to get to before we even talk about the Western Conference quarterfinals. There's still one more spot to be decided, the eighth seed, and that'll get decided on Friday. Timberwolves awaiting the winner of Oklahoma City and New Orleans. That game coming up later on tonight, but before that, the Miami Heat awaiting the winner of the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors, which is coming up next right here on ESPN Radio 1017 Team. Appreciate you hanging out for a short, abbreviated edition of Team Talk, but we'll be back again tomorrow right here at 4 o'clock. Enjoy playing tournament basketball. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.